right, so actually, I grew up in the Ivy. So I went to Santiago High School out in Corona. Okay. And so graduated old four. So I'm kind of the same age as you, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're probably the same age because I was supposed to be old four. Oh, okay. 37. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, we, it was weird because LA had LA kids yeah. and IE, we had our own kids like sure. who were, you know, those dudes. Mm-hmm. And it was almost separate until, you know, playoffs and all that kind of stuff. What, what was it like playing in LA in those 2000s, you know, and a little later for you or 10? So, oh man, so you had a whole different bunch that you were playing right. against, but in the 2000s for you, um, what was the LA scene like? It's cracking. It was cracking. <laughs> I came to the, you know, when when everybody was nice, you know, you got Aaron to follow, you know, all my group of friends, yeah. Pooh Jetter, Bobby Brown, Brandon E, Trevor Ariza, uh, Marcus Williams. So it was heat, you know what yes. I mean? And then I'm forgetting about like the Fred Washingtons, the Ray Ray Reeds, right. uh, D'Angelo Collins, Doug Collins, I mean, Doug Thomas, uh, Derek Clark. So, like, every time you played, it was somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? And I got to give love to the IE because Kool-Aid had him. McGee yeah. was one of his guys. Uh, Jermaine. Sean Marshall. Sean Marshall. Yeah, so. Those are dudes. Like David Carter. Like, yeah. those are the dudes who we, like, look. Marvin Lee is a little older than us. But yeah. those are the dudes we used to, you know, look up to. Yeah. And, like, that's how I used to go to their games and find out about the L.A. dudes. Yeah. But actually... We played a final up in the summer. No, we played an eighth grade AAU national down in mm-hmm. San Diego. Mm-hmm. It was called Man, I was like <laughs> the defender on my team. Yeah. We're, we we lost to them in the championship two years in a row. That dropped 40 on us. Yeah, he was <laughs> not. He was nasty. Was, was there any like 6'4? No, he was, you know, his eighth grade. So he's, I can't remember how tall, but he wasn't 6'4 yet. Then we played him again in high school, like my sophomore year in the summer league down at uh, Gar High School. And same thing. He just torched us, man. Yeah, he was a snow with him. Yeah, he was a bucket for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I had a lot of respect for the guys from IE. Kool Aid had all the best players, in my opinion. And then just LA, we was just so many Nick Young. I forget about yeah. so Jordan, uh, Jordan Farmer. It was yeah, so many man. dudes, man. So <laughs> it was kind of cool that I was able to just jump shoot all the way up there. And my my boys is like, bro, you're a baseball player. This is crazy. Like how fast you just leveled up, but. We didn't run from no smoke. We played against everybody. It wasn't no shoe brand this, shoe brand that. You know what I mean? We were able to play everybody. So that's how I was able to, you know, elevate, climb the life ladder. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so for you, your LA years, who were the dudes that you had to compete against that, you know, really? Larry Drew, Roy yeah. DeMar, um, Drew Holiday. Oh, Drew. Kerry Franklin, he was good. And when you guys were, when you guys, you guys both won rings in high school? No, you were the no, first we, one. We was you the were the first one. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you were after Russ. Yeah, so when Russ was head to UCLA, I was coming in. That's yeah, when I was a senior, Russ was a freshman. Okay, so you had Russ for one year. But yeah. he was, was he on varsity? No, he was JV. He, was he JV. practiced with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to have a JV practice with the varsity. So I like that. Yeah, yeah. same player. From that day, he was smaller <laughs> with the big old feet. Same player, same player, same player. Yeah. That's wild. And mm-hmm. did I guess you guys wouldn't know because I asked Reggie this when he was on the show. Is like, how did you know they were pros? He's like, I had no idea. Oh yeah, he couldn't. He like, he's like, I didn't know. And is there something special? You guys, you guys are with NBA coaches, some of the best coaches in the world now. But is there something what's special about Reggie to you know have? three NBA players, generation, generation, generation. What is it about, you know, 
what he's planted inside you guys in high school that you think has helped you in your life? Man, just accountability. That would be the number one thing. I felt like Reggie was the, the first coach I ever had other than like my dad that coached me, you know, park ball stuff. He held you accountable and give a dang how good you were. If you're not doing what he needs you to do, you come out the game or it was some consequences to that. So I think that's what he did a great job in. You got to give love to a senior. You know what I mean? That's his mentor. That's his hero. You know what I mean? He He's the one that really, you know, mentored and showed him the way. So, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of that advice and watching his dad coach and playing for his dad, he took a lot of that stuff and you can tell. Because the senior was mean too. No, he, he, talked about that. <laughs> yeah, he, he, no, he talked that. about that too. And he never raised his voice. Never raised wow. his voice. Yeah, senior never raised his voice. And one of the best coaches that ever come out of Los Angeles. And I know Reggie got a lot of that from him. Man, he didn't raise his voice. See, I, I try to be that kind of coach. Yeah. Especially in practice, I'm pretty good about it. But in the games, you know, I'm yeah. not yelling, but yeah. you got to hear me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, I'm always, you hear about John Wooden. And I don't know how much of it's true or not. Where he's like, oh, he never yelled and all that. I'm like, man, he ain't never yelled. All in here, like, come on, bro. Like, he had some bad teams that you said, like, where he started winning. Somebody turn over. And you had Bill Walton on your team. You yelling at that man. I don't care what you put. But that's always cool to hear that you can be effective and 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 develop men, develop women, whatever, develop kids um, without raising your voice. I think that's a lost art, and where we we see that, you know. Oh, I want my kid to be coached up. And blah, blah, blah. Right. No, it's, it's cool style. Everybody has their own style, but um, that's dope. That's dope. What about you for, you know? Man, me and Reggie had a love-hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, he did two years with him. So one year. He did one year with him. I did you know, four. So, um, I remember Reggie from, you know, coaching him. So, when I come into Luzinger, I'm thinking I'm playing varsity. I think everything about to be sweet. So um, I get to the campus. I'm like, oh, what's up, Reggie? <laughs> He's like, oh, don't you ever call me that in your life, man. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what happened? I, like a few months, a few weeks ago, we were just at our little uh, softball game. <laughs> and uh, he was telling me to come there. And then I get there. And he like, yo, don't call me that. He's like, yeah, I'm Coach Morris now. I'm like, yeah. So um, he held me accountable. Uh, accountable. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking that everything's going to be all cool. And then. Obviously, coming up after him, he's uh, every day like, "Yeah, you're never gonna be your brother." Like, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't play hard enough. So, yeah. Rachel was one of those guys that didn't see the vision all so early. Like, yeah, he knew I did the little things, but he didn't quite see, you know, what type of player I would become, and I wish I didn't see. And um, yeah. we were all that always had that fight with him talking to college coaches because they always thought I didn't play hard enough, and he would always tell them like, "Yeah, you gotta just, you know, keep watching them, and you'll see, you know, what type of player he is." And yeah. You know, I feel like over the years, our, we got better to take him to the showcases to try to get me more seen, more exposure. So, yeah. he definitely shaped my career. With the defensive stuff that I wore him today, yeah. me, like, just tracing the ball, getting the passing lanes, well, that was pretty much him seeing my instincts and, you know, pushing me to do those things. So, he had a lot of credit for, you know, our careers. Yeah, right. The development. No, I think that's important, too, is... Uh, it's always crazy to me who kids give credit to mm-hmm. once they make it or, you know, get to that level. And I feel like... That's because y'all got your crazy yeah. Gettleberg, too. He'll be mad. Of course, Gettleberg. Um, yeah. Chris Young. Yeah. I know. He has some good stories. This show's been <laughs> a couple of weeks. He has some good stories for y'all. 
and uh, yeah, and I, and that's I think that's a testament. Like that's what like this. It comes back to this again. The community that was around you, right? And Reggie had good coaches around. Him. He always does. He has great coaches, great people around him. Um, and so that it, it always it always gets me. You know, where kids put give credit. And I'm like, man, basketball is a foundational sport. Yeah. You get those foundations down. The things that I train, or y'all say this, the things that I coach, my training has changed over the years just because, you know, the development of the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. But the things that I coach are the things I learned in junior college. I didn't really have a great high school coach, I don't think. And so, and well, I did my one year. So I went to Sunrise Christian Academy for one year. Oh, really? In Kansas. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My boss got a job with me out there. Wow. With me in the middle of Kansas. Thank God I landed somewhere where there was an awesome coach. And, yeah. Those things that he taught me, and then what I learned in junior college mm. is what I coach to this day that works. Yeah, and it's like those are the foundational things, man. And the skills are awesome to learn and awesome to develop, but it's about the basketball and the accountability, yeah. the character, all of those things that truly make you who you're going to be. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I've seen guys with the most talent, skills, athleticism that don't make it. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing I have a problem with AAU basketball. You'll get a parent to tell you that they want to, they want you to coach their kid hard, hold them accountable, this and that. And then when you hold them accountable, it's too much. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, as a AU parent myself, you just got to let that coach coach your kid. You know, and if that's not the right coach for your kid, just try to find the right one for them. But if you're asking them to coach your kid hard, you got to take the bumps and bruises that it come with when a coach is coaching your kid. Yes. Not getting up, not punishing your kid, but holding your kid accountable. Yeah. So I think a lot of people get that misconstrued when they ask for you to coach their kid. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think a lot of parents, it's a generational thing, right? A lot of parents were held super accountable mm-hmm. when they were growing up. They didn't like it. Right. They felt sure. like it held them back, even though it got them to be successful. We do a lot of kids who were in our programs that their parents have a level of success with their business. Mm-hmm. And they are like, they don't understand that's connected to how they were raised, right. but they want to raise their kids different now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to raise you like my parents did right. and not hold them accountable, not give them uh, responsibilities, man. Like John Lucas is the only person in the world, but I'm big on like having chores in the house, washing dishes, sweeping floors. Yeah. For some reason, John Lucas III didn't have to do any of that. No, of what? course not. Man, no, he said, no, it's crazy. Of he was like, not. but so his, his, you know, his pops was in the NBA. Yeah, and so, you know, they had people who did that. He mm-hmm. said, but I had to be on the court. All right, All right that's fair. Yeah. You know, and it got him where he where he's you know where he's at now. Yeah. So shout out to John. That's yeah. that's dope for John, but there's no responsibilities for these kids mm-hmm. because the parents want everything kind of given to them. For sure. But I'm like, man, you gotta take some of the stuff you grew up with right. and apply it so these kids can become who you are create the success principles that you have. And it came from only hard work and being held accountable and getting your butt whooped. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. we're not going to be there forever. No. Yeah. When I went to prep school, my mom and dad wasn't there to tell me to clean my room up. They wasn't there to tell me to say please and thank you or, you know, get into places on time. So we're trying to install things in our kids. So once we're not around, they're doing it and, and, and their boss is like, oh, they appreciate that. And that's how you get promoted. And that's how you get the raise. And that's how you get your success because of those things that us as parents install in our kids. So. When we're not there, we know we ain't got to worry about nothing. My yeah. mom used to always, when I come in the house, get a ride from somebody, did you say thank you? And it's like, you already know I said thank you. you know? yes. But she's making sure every time somebody drop you off or do something for you, say thank you, yes. period. So that's why we, you know, hold our kids accountable and do certain things. So when we're not around, 
they're doing the things they're supposed to do. Absolutely. And allow other parents you trust to yep. raise your kid. Exactly. It's a village. Mm-hmm. And that that's taken away now too. Like, yes. man, my mom dropped me off at the gym. Mm-hmm. My coaches, like literally, that was that was it. And they were I was their responsibility. If they could probably could whoop me, they never did, but right. they had that authority. I think yeah. I think my mom <laughs> my mom didn't care. Like, oh, they didn't do something? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, and then when you get home, you get it too, because mm-hmm. you ain't listening to this adult exactly. that I entrust. And that's the thing is these parents don't trust the adults. They trust their own expertise of what they think they know about right. basketball because they're so accessible now. I could For go sure. on YouTube and listen to uh, you know, Coach K tell me about an offense. Well, hey, you're not running that offense, right? <laughs> My kid is supposed to be here and he's right. the ball handler and he needs to be Steph Curry. So nobody believed in Steph Curry because my kid was short or because he was short. My kid's short too. He can right. be Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of stuff you didn't see. Right. Steph Curry was working on these fundamentals and first off, he was around the NBA his whole life. Yeah, Ooh, that's where it started. He's around this, so mm-hmm. hey, he's he's different, but that doesn't mean you can't take the principles mm-hmm. that he had, you know, the things that were uh, developed in him and use those for your kids. And that's right. like, like, man, first off, find somebody you trust yeah. to coach your kid. Mm-hmm. That's number one. And let him, give them, give them to the game. Right. Give them to the game. Um, I feel like one of the best decisions my dad made was, uh, so pretty much middle school, uh, we kind of, he started a team where like my dad started a team. He sponsored us. So we were playing like local tournaments against like LA people, mm-hmm. you know, people that I just met out of the park. Um, and so I, we was playing like, we was playing tournaments, but they weren't like the tournaments I should have been playing in. I was like advanced from my, from age group. He let me play for Baron Davis' uh, A team, Rising Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best friends, his older brother was coaching. Like my dad, he didn't want to, but he let me play with that team. Like he kind of like passed me off to them, mm-hmm. and I would play with them on the weekends or stuff like that. So yeah. I feel like development wise, that was like the best decision my dad made was letting me go off to a better, more equipped. Uh, we traveled across the country to play teams. Mm-hmm. So I feel like parents, like, don't be afraid to not send your, your uh, kids to the best situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And let, let them be coached, man. Yeah, for sure. Be coached. Like, like, that's it. Yeah. The, the earlier you face adversity, the easier it is to do it later on. Right. And they have it backwards. They want to save them, save them, save them. Yeah. They get to high school. You, you can't be safe. Some situations, I don't know, some of these weak high schools do that where they play favorite people yep. and, and the politics mm-hmm. and their parent donated money and all that. Oh, yeah. You ain't going to get nowhere in life like that with basketball. Ooh. for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, but let them go. And especially in high school. If, right. you, if you think they're a division one player, guess what? You think that coach ain't going to play you? Right. Come on. I, I've rarely heard, heard of that. Right. If you can play, you play. That's yeah. it. And then most of the kids who do that, they always quit. Like, yeah. I don't want to play no more. The coach took the passion of the game away yeah. from me. No, 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 no. Way. I tell people this, too. Like, if a coach say or if you hear somebody say they don't play freshmen, they don't play rookies, no, they don't play people that don't know how to play. They don't play people that don't know how to listen. They don't play people that don't know how to learn the system and know where to be at. They don't play people that don't know the terminology. You can play. The coach is putting you on the floor because his job is at risk, too. He needs to win. So I don't want to hear none of that. He don't play rookies. They don't play freshmen. No, you need to get better at what you do. So yes. I think that's that's another thing that get twisted around with people as well. Oh, man, I, man, that's so powerful to hear and to see from someone who's been in this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
And I, it's so hard because I think parents hear this and they don't grasp it all the way. No, they so, don't hear it. I'm going to just keep on daddy, saying daddy. it. Everybody who come on here is going to tell y'all the same thing every week. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what it is. That's how you get through this game. So right. shout out to the parents who are doing that no, and sure. trusting their coaches. Mm -hmm. And it, now let's talk to the other side because I have a homeboy who talks to me about this a lot because he, he has very young kids. His kids is like seven, five, and four, right? But he's like in the session, like he's in Parker Red Ball, mm -hmm. whatever sport they play. And he's like in the session, like, no, you should be doing this. And I'm like, yo, all right, what are you doing, man? Let them know. He's like, well, they teach them wrong. Who cares? They're, right. they're young. Let them have fun and fall in love with the game. But if they know how to do it, they should do it. Cool. Find a coach who does that. Right. Yeah. Now, stop coaching from the stands. <laughs> no, I'm going on the other side. I'm sorry, because I almost understand what he's saying, right? Yeah. If we <laughs> stop coaching from the stands, though. <laughs> That's, this is that definitely gonna be a little uh, meme right there. Stop coaching from the stands. But coaches. If you're going to coach, even if you're a volunteer, get some level of training. No, for sure. Get some basic fundamentals mm -hmm. of the game. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great recruiters out there. Right. I know a lot of dads who could put a team together and have all them dudes, but they don't know how to coach. They don't know anything about the game of basketball, how to make adjustments, mm -hmm. sub patterns, yeah. you, know, um, you know, how to speak to the kids. Man, when I coach, I'm not talking basketball. I'm talking to their character. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about this part. Like, mm -hmm. we already did basketball practice. Mm -hmm. When you're in the game, coach to their heart. And so there's the USA basketball certification. There's a bunch of trainers out here who got certifications that you can just learn the game from. And so whatever you think you saw on TV and all y'all used to watch the Showtime Lakers, right. you watch it from the TV, actually right. learn the skills there are to coach so these kids can be, you can develop the kids the right way and parents can trust the kid in, in that as well. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing our dad used to do, and I gave him a lot of respect. Like I said, he wasn't paying for no training. What my dad used to do, he'd go online and he'd buy a DVD or a cassette. Never basketball. Exactly. Yeah, so he'd do that and he'd sit there and watch it and then he'd bring it to us. Yes. You know what I mean? That was That's what made us better. And then he's super creative. So he started, you know, creating things like um, they had a strap that you put on business for baseball. You got your glove, you got a strap here, and you got a strap here. So every time you catch the ball, your hand is right here. So that's getting that ball out your hand quicker. Mm. Or when you're getting the ground ball, you know, you're remembering to put that, put the ball, you know, that top pin over the ball so you get it out of there quicker. So mm. that's something my dad used to do all the time is, you know, sit there, watch a video, and then bring it to so us. So your pops didn't play sports at all? He did. He played oh. baseball and football okay. in high school, but he wasn't an elite athlete. Okay, gotcha. But he learned from, the, like you said, yes. he went and got training off a of video, and he brought it to us. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's too much out there, too many resources out there for you to not have. That. That's actually, like, part of everything I'm building is a basketball directory yeah. of, like, real trainers, Real coaches, real AAU programs, because there's a lot of fluff out here. Yeah, and I'm tired of kids coming to me with the same story. Like, I'm not getting playing time. I'm sitting on the bench. Man, with as many teams there is in AAU. Too many teams. Unless you're playing on a high level and there's purpose in it and right. you're still getting the practice time, mm -hmm. consistent practice time, man, you need to go get the ball in your hands yeah, and go sure. play the game. Mm -hmm. And so we're building a directory for all those things. So you have a one-stop shop to go. At least in Southern California, man. Hey, how do you get those resources that you were talking about? They're going to be right here for free, man. So we don't have excuses and the information that we need to get our kids to that next level. Mm -hmm. So that's dope.
Um, um, blanking. Sorry, there was something else. That was a good one too. All right. So I always wanted. So one of my dreams is to go to every NBA arena and say courtside. Mm-hmm. That is one of my dreams. Yeah, I know, right? I'm gonna have to. I have to get my, my wallet up. Or <laughs> <laughs> your relationship. Yeah, exactly. They're exactly. my relationships. Yeah. Yeah. One dude does that. Jimmy. The gold. Goldstein or something? Yeah, Goldstein. Yeah. Oh, he's the dude, side. The stylist dude. You mean with the cowboy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He sits like courtside every. So in one year, I literally want to go to every place. So what's your favorite place to play at? Or which, which arena in the NBA? That's a line. Uh, for sure, Madison Square Garden and the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Staples Center because all our family is there, and then Madison Square Garden is like a stage. So uh, those are the two places I used to have a lot of fun. I used to love playing at Oracle and Golden State. Okay. Uh, before I became a Warrior, I used to have I had great games in Oracle. So mm-hmm. uh, those are probably my three. Right. And what do you mean by uh, it's a stage? Madison Square Garden is a stage. What's that mean? It, it's you know just the, the ambient. Was it ambiance? Sorry, the ambiance. You know just. The lights are on the court, similar to Staples Center. It's kind of dark in the crowd, and you know, uh, and it's Broadway. You know, you're in Times Square and you're moving, so that's why you know you got all the superstars and the celebrities around the court. So that's I feel like it's a stage. I no, I didn't know that it was blacked out in the yeah. crowd like that. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. What about for you? Yeah, I like a uh, Mass Square Garden, um, Staples Center. Oh, well, crypto now. The Lakers one, not the Clippers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Lakers. So, well, oh, it's different light settings, man. different light. You play yeah. in a different arena, which is crazy. Yeah, because like, the lighting is different. Yeah, like, different. yeah, so I've seen the difference in yeah. Lakers and Clippers. That purple and gold, like, I grew up a Lakers fan. Yeah. No, the Clippers are, obviously, the crowds are still solid, but that Laker crowd is different. Like, yeah, the announcer, it just brings back so many memories from being a young, young kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like uh, Miami. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. It just... Their energy and the, and the crowd is just into it. Makes you want to, you know. Yeah, no, I've been to, so I've only been to Phoenix and LA. I'm trying to think if I've been to any other stadium. That's it. I'm like Phoenix. Yeah, it's, it's, Phoenix is dope. Yeah, a lot of sleeper. It's a yeah. sleeper. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. No, so that's uh, that's on my bucket list. So I'm going to have to get that done. Um, now, who was the hardest person that you ever, who gave y'all the most buckets? In a game, <laughs> we three and D guys. Well, I know that's you know what I mean. So it's been a lot of tough nights. I had a tough night with uh, I never get. I played so well against AI, kind of held him to like thirteen. This was in Miami too. Man, mm-hmm. remember we got the six man in Miami with South Beach. Yes. Go to Miami, you gonna go hang out, right? Okay. So I, I held okay. AI to like thirteen, and I never forget. Keep back and stand. He's like, young fella, when the media come over there and ask you about how you did, keep it humble. Remember, we played him in two days. So I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. You know, I kept it super humble. We played AI again and, uh, in Philly. And he had like 46. So, I yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a young dude locking me up, blocking my shot a few times. So, AI for sure, Melo, KD, Kobe, all them dudes. I, I didn't have some nights where it was a long night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Um... True Holiday, True Holiday. I feel like I'd be having a tough time with him. And Dane. Yeah. Dane Watt. But also, like, you know, I'm a guard, so I'm getting hit by screens. It's not like they go on one-on-one. You know? Right, right, right. I always say that. Um, yeah. They can, though, if they want to. <laughs> Obviously, I had a green light to do that. But, like, I, I consider 
me having a tough night, like them running through screens and I'm fighting over 100 screens. Right. And, you know, they get 40 points. My big is, you know, he's a little slower. He's not up. Right. So, um, yeah, I feel like Dame always is. He got that green light. Yeah. So, yeah, so with that, because you guys are 3 and D players, and I've seen you guys lock up more than y'all get buckets on. I just wanted that for stories. <laughs> but uh, so what? what is it defensively, you know, if I'm somebody who wants to lock in on that, if you had three keys, um, three three golden nuggets, actually, to, to take my defensive game to the next level. Uh, one, you want to be physical. Um, two, you never want that man to be able to get into your body and your space. And three, you just want to make it as tough as possible. These dudes at the highest level are so skilled. Uh, you get to the superstar level, you can't touch them. So mm -hmm. you got to do your best with being physical without touching. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah, uh, It's even crazier now with them. We were a little more physical than the game is today. So the number one thing is just make it tough on them. Don't let them dudes get into your body and be physical with those dudes. And so you talk about not getting your body like when they're driving to the rim. Yeah, you don't or... never want an uh, offensive player to get close to your body. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. So if I hollow out, yeah, because if, if they getting too close on you, then that means they having their way with you because they just putting a shoulder or a forearm in you and they creating space. Mm. So that's what I mean by that. Don't let them get into your body. You don't want them to be able to get close to you so they create space to get their shot off. So you always want to keep that distance and try to absorb contact. I think Drew Holiday and Delon do this really well with absorbing contact and still able to contest. Andrew Wiggins is really good yeah. at it as well. So just taking that contact and still. He's the strongest skinny dude I've ever right. met in my life. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's really really yeah. Yeah. He does a great All seasons with him were yeah. mm -hmm. crazy, but yeah. Uh, for me, I try to like deny people. Don't let them get the ball yeah. when they want it. Um, and I have a, like a different way to guard people. I like them to go there to their best move because I'm going to let them have their best move and I'm going to kind of like Contest it or you know it's coming. So I know yeah. it's coming, so like you know, I kind of like do some sneaky stuff. I know he about to go pull up and he about to go bring the ball up here, so I'm just trying to strip down. So gotcha. I'm not, you know, sometimes coaches like don't send them to a strong man. Like I'm the type of dude that I'm gonna let you go to your, and then I'm gonna cut you off and send you to your weekend. Yeah, because if you go to your weekend and I cut that off, you get back to your strong man. Right, you already know. So Dang. yeah, I try to like. Just play mind games. Yeah, That's literally what I'm doing all day. He's a trickster. <laughs> this whole game is off tricks. Yeah, but I don't know how I've been working this long, to be honest. Like, I just be playing tricks and mind games. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure they came from playing him and trying to figure out how to beat him. For at sure. One point, right? For sure. For sure. And then playing, you were playing high level people. And so you had to survive. Right. And sure. so, because I'm, I'm like a greedy. You see me all day. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get after, like, uh, you, you go on. It's gonna be a tough day yeah, for right. you in this training session yeah. <laughs> because I gotta play defense. So, and I, I think that came from me getting beat up by my older cousins mm -hmm. on the court growing yeah. up and just always playing older people. And I mean, I gotta find my way. And I, I wasn't that great at scoring at first, yeah. and so I'm gonna play this defense because I get a steal. I gotta lay up. I'm faster yeah. than everybody else. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that anticipation, that greediness, oh, you've been doing it for so long. You've been doing it since you were nine yeah, or even younger, right? Yeah. That it's second nature to you and. This is the other thing about the league now, right? Is that they're they're trained. Yeah. You they're know what moves so they're going to do. Yeah. And so that's why it works, is because unfortunately, when they go, you know, drag left pound, oh yeah. jump shot. Because yeah. that's what they do in their training session. Mm -hmm. And so you can read that. So yeah. yeah, a lot of kids nowadays they don't watch they don't watch games. They don't yeah. watch the actual games. Even like yeah. on in the NBA, you'd be surprised how many players don't watch film. They don't watch film. It's crazy. Yeah, they don't watch games. So it's like, how can you know 
what a dot guy really does if you don't watch him. So I'm still heavy on that. I'll be watching film to this day on yeah. Synergy, watching myself. Like, I got a game tomorrow. And I'm like, man, I should have did X, Y, and Z. But uh, I think that's a cheat code, you yes. know, for kids to watch film. Uh, was it Intuition Hoops? What's that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's a cheat code for any kid out there. Go to YouTube and watch Intuition Hoops. They break down everything. So Bradley Bill, they got 25 minutes of this snatchbacks. They got Dane. 30 minutes of this sidestep. So now you've seen how he got to that sidestep. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they just break everything down. I feel like that's a cheat code and a yes. great tool for kids just to see guys' moves and just little ways you can get separation, whatever the case may be. And they got my 194 threes I made on there too. So you made 194 <laughs> threes in a season. Yeah, that's where I led the lead in uh, three. That was in Golden State? Yeah, 2010. 2000. So, and that's what Curry on the team. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's wow. That's so what now? What did it, what did the work look like getting to there before the season started? Or as the season was going as well. Well, I was so locked in. That's when I was working out with Chris uh, Ghetto Bird. We was doing strength and conditioning. So I started it off at uh, St. Monica's. It was used to be me, Russ, and and uh, D Rose. We worked out the whole summer together because we we're all with Wasserman. So we'd work out with them. Me and Chris would drive over to the hacks. We'd get a lift in. And then all our guys were there to hoop. So then we hoop for a few hours. Then I'd go home and relax. And then this one, Coach Morris was at St. Bernard's. Mm -hmm. So I used to go at nighttime with, at, with Reg, and we'd do a bunch of catch and shoot. And with Reg, we used to play beat the pro. Oh, I could never get past the wing. Oh, I could never get past the wing. It was so frustrating. And, I, and I'd be in there for hours trying to, trying to beat the pro, trying to get past the wing. And I could never get past it. And... End up being one of the best shooters. Yeah, <laughs> corner threes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's. Yeah, the year before, I feel like this dude was uh, Miami. Uh, if he had open three, he was set in for two. Mm -hmm. Like, mm. and then yeah. to see him like shooting threes now was, was crazy. Yeah, because that was that was my range. They told me shoot the shot that you know you're comfortable with, and I used to always step in. That was the year before then. In the, the the year my sixth year in Miami, that's when I started making more threes in the corner. And some on the wing, but once I got to to Golden State, I never really shot threes around the perimeter other than in the corners. But beat the pro, I was doing that every night. Wow! And what were you going to? I Damn. think I was going to like nine, something like that. Something very easy to get to. Now I can do it. It's like beat the pro to the kids. So, so <laughs> beat the pro was you make it, you get one. You miss it, you get you go down two. So you're trying to get to seven or nine before you get to negative nine. Yes. So that's beat the pro. And I could never get past the second spot. And it used to be the most frustrating thing ever. And Reg used to just be laughing like, come on, dude, do it again. And I used to just be so mad I couldn't get past that second spot. Man, that was awesome. And 194 streets. Yeah. But that was repetition, though. You know, right. me in my mind, I'm thinking, like, man, I can't shoot or whatever I'm thinking. But it's like I'm getting these reps in. I'm still yeah. making shots. Right. I'm just not getting the spot that I, I want to get to, so. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll go into my rush more. Okay. That's the segment of our show. We talk about your top four. Okay. Yeah. It's meant to be controversial. So keep yeah. it real. Your top four for the real, we're going to say your top four high school basketball players. Okay. In LA. Okay. I'm going to go with the guys that I saw. So um, that you either played against or with? No, a lot of the dudes I didn't even play against. Okay. Yeah. So my, my first one is going to be Tyson Chandler. I used to watch him on a, we had Compton Cable, so I used to be able to watch all the Dominguez games on Channel 2. So that's how I knew about Tyson Chandler. 
Um, well, I'm going to Wesley Stokes. I was fortunate enough to be coached by Marquis White, mom, and his, and, her, and his dad. So I was able to see all the Long Beach Poly games. So Wesley Stokes, uh, my neighbor, his dad coached at, at Compton. He was the JV coach. So Tito Maddox, okay. Cole, and my fourth would have to be, who would my fourth be? I might have to go with Jason Capona. Jason Capone was so good yeah. in high school. Yeah. So those, those are my four. Capono, Wesley Stokes, Tito Maddox, and Tyson Chandler. Like that. Like that. I want the same question for you, Loki. <laughs> your favorite four high school. Because that was that was all before your time? Yeah, that was, that was all dudes that graduated in like 2099. Okay, so before your time in high school. Watch it yeah. before you got to high school. Before I got to high school. I didn't even watch high school. I only saw him at playing at losing and it was playing against dudes that like Redondo and stuff. So. <laughs> um, I didn't really see too many high school players, but I just go with dudes that I played against. Okay. Or seen play. Like, yeah. I mentioned a couple of them earlier. Uh, Demar got to play against him. Um, True Holiday, and probably the toughest one was James Harden. Mm. And I didn't know who he was. Like, oh, and uh, Demetrius Walker. Oh, Demetrius Walker? Yeah. So they had, like, you know what it is, right? Like, None. They had him, like, on Sports uh, Illustrated as an eighth grader. Oh, oh yeah. He played for the SCA. Yeah. Okay. So, like, he put 40 on his uh, first, like, varsity game. Man. Reggie made us go out to the track. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we got to go run sprints. Reggie, you don't do that today. You might not <laughs> do that today. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to No, that dude was, he was athletic and could shoot. Right? Yeah. Nah, he was cold. Yeah, he was cold. All right, so NBA today, are we going all time? Your top four point guards. Ooh. Um, we're going top four for all time. Guards or point guards? Point guards. Point guards. Point guards. I'm gonna put D Wade in there because he's when I first started, like when I first when he was on his team, he was a point guard. So I'm gonna put D Wade. Um. I'm gonna put Allen Iverson. I know he's a shooting guard, but he's See, a point. Man, you in this wall. Man, you in combo. I'll go back. All right, so I'll put Kerry Payton. Okay. The glove. Um, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, combo? You was on to something with the combo. So, anyway, Kerry Payton. Uh, who else is Jason Kidd? I used to love Jason Kidd. Um, Russ, even though know, he was a little bit before my time, but he here now. So. No, no, that's okay. Okay. That's that's awesome. no, so for LA Hoopers, for me, we're just like, talking LA. See, I just don't know. I'm gonna count, I'm gonna do IE Hoopers. Yeah, yeah, shout out to where I grew yeah. up. So, um, for me, it was Sean Marshall for sure. I don't know, I may be a light-skinned thing, but <laughs> light-skinned dude, who felt like, man, Sean Marshall. He shoot the hell out of the basketball, too. Man, man, he used to do this baseline. The baseline two-hand dunk in high school was, yeah. Um, then I'm going to have to go. Anthony Goods was across Centennial. Mm-hmm. Went, ended up on the Stanford, played overseas, man, in high school. He was yeah. cold, man. He was cold. Um, Darren Collinson was my last game in, in uh, California before I moved to Kansas, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, it gave us, gave us like 30. Uh, <laughs> just over. It was over. Um, and then, had to be Marvin Lee. 
Marvin Lee. Happy to be Marvin Lee. Marvin Lee was like, he was the pinnacle for us. Oh, he was down here at Riverside and then we ended up going to Pepperdine. Marvin Lee was shifty, like taller guard, kind of like that style. And and man, he he still had energy. So um, it's crazy now. Full start, his daughter's in my program. Oh, wow. From middle school, it's like crazy how everything comes full circle. And then I want to hear your actual. Top four point guards all the time. NBA. My top four point guards, NBA. Mm. One would have to be. Hmm. I'm about to go with GP. Go with GP just because, you know, the defense and the trash talking yards. <laughs> yeah. You get, get the one up. Uh, I'm going to go with J Kidd for sure. His passing abilities and then just how he took his game to another level in his career where it's three point. Um, shot. I gotta give Jay Jay uh, Jay Will White Chocolate. Salty man. Yeah, yeah. He was man. nasty. I still watch his highlights once yeah. a week. Just yeah. discuss. <laughs> so Jay Will, who will my fourth be? I'm gonna go Steph. Oh, I say Steph a point mm-hmm. guard to y'all because I had that. Yeah, yeah, Steph point guard. Oh, like overall, like before. I, yeah, I you know before. Yeah, no, I'm gonna there, there, but. I, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know why. Yeah. You know, you know why? Because you're competing against some of them dudes. I was never right. nobody besides Russ credit and Juan. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. LeBron ain't my goal. None of that. <laughs> right. funny. Yeah. So we retired in a week. Right. <laughs> now, my four point guards, um, actually, this is not in order, but it's Curry. Okay. For sure. I just think he's changed the game with his ability for sure. to shoot. And um, once again, the light skin thing. But uh, no, uh, Steve Nash. Okay. I think Steve Nash. And whoever he was working with when he was developing kind of molded how point guards play today yeah. and how we train today. Mm-hmm. And because of the seven-second offense and how quick yeah. everything, the read and react and space. Keeping space, you dribble alive. The probe, yes. Yeah. Um, his The angles that he used and his ability to shoot and float and three-level, yeah. four-level score. Um, now I love Steve Nash's game. Uh, mm. Let's see. Man, Russell Westbrook. For sure, just because I felt like I played like him. Yeah. Um, I'm a little older than him, so he played like me. But <laughs> you know, you know. But um, like his, just the way he attacked the rim, man, his his, his tenacity and all that. Um, and I think he's just so. It's weird because he has all these accolades and he's still underrated. Like you yeah. still sneak yeah. on him because of his style. But yeah. that's what got him to where he's at is that dog in him and that relentlessness on the court, mm-hmm. man. So. And last, I gotta go with an OG. I'm about to say Isaiah Thomas. Mm. Start down. Who, who you got, Karina? No, I said which one. Oh, Isaiah Thomas. No, <laughs> we, we love Isaiah, <laughs> but Isaiah is more of a combo. Yeah, yeah Isaiah, the yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Um, just yeah, his competitiveness, yeah, ability to carry a team, leadership. Um, just undersized in that era where the game was different physically. Sure, he just he was just. Tough. So that's uh, uh it's always tough, man. I think it's it's a generational thing and yeah. you know, you have these new um there's new philosophies on positions like yeah. there ain't no real like who's a true point guard? Like Lonzo Ball's a true point guard. True Rajon Rondo is yeah. a true point guard, mm-hmm. right? Curry's this hybrid as yeah, guard, guard and all that. And so it's like figuring out, you know, using that title for what it is 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 interesting. But man, there's so many good players and I think it's everybody's preference to how they played and, you know, what you look up to. So, all right. So we're going to go to uh, where were you when? All right. So I think it's uh, probably talking about some of the moments in the same, but 
uh, for you? Where were you when we were just talking about a championship year? Oh man, I was in a clean suit on the bench watching <laughs> watching my guys bring it bring it home. Um, that was a crazy run. I felt like that was a moment where D Wade arrived. Yes, you know what I mean. Uh, the fact that he was able to put the team on his back, the whole city of Miami, and you know he had that famous quote, "We're not going out like that," and he really meant that. I was down 0-2 to Dallas. Uh, back then, you go two, three, two. Yes, you two. Uh, we were we were the uh, the lower seed, so we started on the road, and we had three straight home games. Yes. Ended up winning those three home games, and we won in Game Six. So uh, I felt like that was a, a crazy advantage for us. And D Wade really put us on his back. Down twenty in Game Three, Man. came back, won it, and you know I feel like that's when the star was born. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, that was a. Uh, it was crazy because it was between the Lakers, San Antonio, mm-hmm. like all those dynasty yep. style teams, and they came. Our city year before that was Detroit, right? Yeah, it was Detroit. Detroit. So it was a couple. It was like the year when the the dynasties were down, mm-hmm. and you saw someone like a D Wade, you know, create their name. It's like no, was it San Antonio? No, it was oh, in Detroit because we lost to uh, oh, 04. You're right. Yeah, we oh, lost no. oh, 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 yeah, Detroit. Yeah, we all five. Yes. Yeah, we lost to Detroit in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but still, in that, you yeah. still had that Detroit and Detroit, those, that Miami, mm-hmm. those kind of outliers yeah. from those the normal dynasties. And um, you don't know that moment when that person is going to become a superstar, right? right. When, when Steph Curry became a superstar, mm-hmm. it was like overnight. When D Wade became a superstar, it was like overnight. It felt like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That experience is in the arena, winning it. You guys were away. Yeah, exactly. It, it was crazy. That 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 whole just moment, you know, winning the championship, the celebration, like the endless partying, <laughs> uh, you know, just to hear the air just come out of a building. Is even more crazy when you win a championship on somebody else's floor and just how stunned those fans were because, you know, they go off the 2-0 start, got us down 20 in game three, and we find a way to win. And then winning on a home court is no better feeling than that. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. To, yeah, just to experience that and to know what the team went through. Yeah. And to yeah. get there. Man. The ups, the downs. The injuries, the, you know, the beasts. You know, we I remember the first round when – GP and D Wade was getting into it. You know, they walk into the bench, they arguing, had to be separated, just all that stuff that built character. So when we got to the to that finals, you know, we was closer yeah. because of the things we went through all all year long. Absolutely. Um, so for you, Delon, um, what was the moment? Did we have for final for you? Did we? We're gonna be supposed to be seeing Yeah, I was on just kicking back off of where I was. Okay. I I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, redo it. Yeah, she's a great advocate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so for you, Lover, you know, watching that game uh, around, what was what was your experience during that time? Yeah, um, I was seventh grade, going into eighth, maybe. Yeah, probably going into eighth. Okay. So that summer, I was playing little league. So um, my parents they had went to to a few of the finals games. So I was, you know, at home with one of the neighbors. So uh, you know, I'm a kid, not really. Realizing what's going on. I just know he's in the finals and stuff. Um, just looking for him on the bench with a suit on. That, was, that used to be our thing uh, when we used to watch the game. But, oh, they were drilled. Sitting with a suit on. Or seeing him at timeouts. Because um, he hadn't really played too many games uh, to that point, especially on national television. 
Right. So just to see him on national television, we used to be like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, so I was, yeah, so I was like seventh grade. And like that, that run was just so crazy because I was such a big D-Way fan at that moment. Like, um, right when we became teammates with him, I was like, yeah, that's my favorite player. Mm-hmm. And he would put me on the phone with him. I just be so nervous. Like, I'm still to the day when I was on D Wade. I just seen him last week. Probably right before I seen you. Oh, man. At the uh, oh, yeah, gym. Yeah. I still be a little nervous because I just used to be so much of a fan to him. Just to see that run uh, that he went on and, you know, carrying the team. You know, after that, I was just like, yep, that's why I want to model my game out there. And uh, just so happened that they, you know, became best friends. And, you know, I got to talk to him and text him and stuff like that. So, yeah. That that run built something within me that helped me get to where I'm at. Man, it's just yeah, it's just hearing it over and over, man. Your confidence was built around just the people and the yeah, access to yeah, facts. That's people had access to, man. It's an amazing and it's an amazing story because that's that's where the perseverance came from too. Right. It's like those little moments of hey, you can be here. Like I'm always like that when I go over to somebody's house who's like you know got a mansion. So I'm like. I can set my feet in this mansion. That means I can own this mansion. For sure. Yeah, that's my thought. Mm-hmm. It's like, sure. so for you to be around pros, it's like, I could be a pro. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm in that, I'm in that world. And so when that mindset shifts and that's for our culture though, right? right. For especially black men in this culture, it's like, it's okay to have this. Like, I met y'all, I think I met y'all both. I probably, I met you before D-Way's invite thing. I met you at D-Way's yeah. invite. Okay. Okay. Training with Chris. Yeah. That's exactly. Exactly. And then, so we went down there, but that was what five years ago, four years ago. My daughter is four, so it was no, four years ago. It was longer than that, I thought. No. Four years ago, my daughter four. was a baby. Oh, yeah. Four? Yeah. Yeah. It feels no, because COVID happened. Oh, yeah. Right. So it felt like you know, I was six years long in our mind. But uh, and just from that is like we just connected. We just talk hoop. It's nothing like crazy, but we can do stuff like this and yeah. give back and be a resource. And it's like people who need stuff, reach out. You nice. never know. The worst they can do is say no. Yeah. So like, and I. I Agree with that, man. Just being in so many rooms, you know, I got a million jobs and, you know, working with the Warriors, uh, working with Russ and Reggie with AAU, you know, doing Hooper Vision now with the NBA, you know, doing stuff with Players Tribune, having my own brand. Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that a lot of these dudes, especially former players, they don't understand is, uh, you know, letting people know what you want to do. And when you let people know what you want to do, especially me, I feel like I'm a connector since I know so many people. If you told me something or whatever it was, I'm going to try to put you in a, in that same room with that person. You know what I mean? Because I'm one of them dudes that's not trying to gatekeep and just keep all my resources to myself. So I think a lot of dudes need to stop thinking it's a secret or I don't want to tell nobody until it's time to, you know, announce. You got to tell people what you want to do. So, you know, if it's a resource or somebody in that field, it's easy for me to connect you to. So I think Guys got to stop, you know, being old school. I ain't telling nobody my idea. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You got to tell people what you're trying to do and what you want to do. And uh, it's people out there that want to help you and want to really see you win, for sure. No. No. Uh, uh, when you're, when the ball stops bouncing for you, you know, on the court, do you have an idea of what you want to do? No clue at all. Everybody <laughs> always asks me, so I have no clue. Hopefully, I make enough money where I don't have to get, like, a, a coaching job or something like that. Um Cause I don't want to coach at all either. Like <laughs> that seemed like the worst job. <laughs> NBA, NBA coach, NBA coach. Yeah, right, right. No, that seemed like the worst 
Man, I cannot be no NBA coach. Kudos to them. Yeah, but I, I, a lot of them coaches do got money. They just yeah, want I don't they, want they got a passion for that. So. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, they got a passion yes. for it. It's not that. a money-driven thing, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, hopefully I could just be like, all right, I could just be an investor. I, mean, I have a question. So like that. you can answer it if you want to, if it's the right answer. So if you had all the money in the world and you could do whatever you want every day, what would you do? Wait, sorry. Yeah, all the money. You didn't have to worry about paying bills. Your family was taken care of. What would you do every day? Probably nothing. I'm a lazy dude. <laughs> I sleep all day. I watch YouTube. Oh no, actually, I'll take that back. I'm a so I've been I feel like I've been getting into like real estate. Okay. Like, there we go. Probably flipping homes. No. You know, finding a home and then trying to like design it and stuff like that. There you mm-hmm. go. So I think that's what I want to do. Do you know Terry Harris? Uh Tobias's little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's what he did. He was in the G League for three years. He took his salary one year, 30K, and bought a home in Delaware because he's on the Sixers or whatever, 13. Bought that home. He flipped it in a year, made 10 times his money. Went went again, bought some Airbnbs. Now he's like developing apartment buildings. He's out in uh, the desert where they do all the festivals, Joshua Mm -hmm. Tree, building a whole development community. Okay, that's fire. I am talk to Terry. I'm gonna connect y'all via text. Connect. We don't have his number because you can get into that now yeah. because the time is now for you. It's for like sure. I, I even tell kids in high school start mm-hmm. thinking about what's next because we never know when basketball is going to stop. Sure, right? I tell all that moment. Yeah, I got to give love to Jordan Farmer. He's doing the same thing. I ran yeah. into him in Vegas. I was golfing. I'm a big time golfer, so I went out with Jay Rich. All shooters golf. We gotta talk yeah. about that. Go ahead. <laughs> so Jay Rich and I went out to golf in Vegas, and I go in the clubhouse after to have lunch, and Jordan Farmer sitting there. I'm like, "What you doing here?" He's like, "I live on a course, whatever. I'm about to wait for a client." I'm like, "What you doing?" Um, he's like, and I, that's one thing I ask all the former players: "What you doing?" You know what I'm saying? Because I might have some interests, or we could work and collab together. He built his house, and somebody was walking by and was like, "Man, who did this house?" He was like, "I did it." And that's how he became a developer, just like that. Off of building his house, somebody walked by his house, asked him a question, and now he got clients yes. all over. He builds them from scratch, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. He'll take a house and gut it. So my my homeboy is his cousin. Okay. And so, man, yeah, yeah. literally, he went to Vegas and is killing it. Yeah. Doing that. Nice. And he has a couple yeah, other companies, crazy. too. Like, that's his, that's what he does, because that's his passion. Yeah. But he also owns, like, three or four more businesses as well. Yeah. And and. Man, I think it's just important. He kind of stumbled upon that. It felt like, yeah. right? Yeah. But, you know, if you're interested in that real estate, man, start studying it now so yeah. you can make that jump and you can build and get the network because there's no better time to network when you're playing. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Why, that's why, they answer, why they answer that phone? Thank right. God I've always been a solid dude to build relationships because <laughs> they answer the phone for me still. Yeah. But it's these other dudes, it'd be hard. <laughs> it'd be hard for them to get on the phone. Okay, I have to ask because you mentioned it. What is the correlation between golf and being a good shooter in basketball? Uh, just touch. I would say the biggest thing is touch and just having some type of feel. Uh, one of the hardest, most challenging games ever. Um, I don't take it too serious as far as like getting too frustrated because like it just goes to basketball. Are you putting the work in? Are you putting the time in? Mm. Are you grinding every day to make a, a, a 30-foot putt or 50-yard out chip for eagle? You know what I mean? Like, are you really putting the time in every single day to, you know, where that becomes easy to you? So, you know, I, I have so much fun with it. I build so much, many more relationships just off of that. 
Um, you know, I've played with some of my boys that put me in position where dudes with way more money than myself and my, um, you know, friends and just, you know, it's crazy. I try to get this dude out there all the time because he's going to meet so many other people, you know, especially the things he want to do. Those are the type of people that's on the golf course. Right. And you get four, four and a half hours to learn somebody. Mm-hmm. And in the four and a half hours, y'all going to talk about business and what you into and then they're going to share their contacts. So I think that's that's one of the games. If, if you ain't into it, get into it because you meet so many people on the golf course. I gotta get into it. I gotta, I, I gotta get a trainer though. I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I, try, I tried to golf uh, about a year ago. My mm-hmm. first time. I was done after two holes. I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't. We like went golfing. I was like, I didn't even go to the driving range. Oh, practice. Yeah, Nobody know. taught me anything. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm just out here in Palm Springs at 110 sweat. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna go go somewhere else. But uh, now I gotta get into it. And I think, man, this is just interesting. Every shooter I know, yeah. let's go. Every person who got strapped. For sure. Yeah. I do hear that a lot too. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Some of my teammates. Yeah. yeah. And so for sure. There's a correlation. So my my son's gonna be golfing when he's like three. <laughs> so yeah, have a choice now. Oh, awesome. So this is the part of the show where we flip the script. Okay. Uh you guys are interviewing me now. So uh two questions that you have for me. Anything in the world? Let's go on. Um Where do you see the podcast going um, in the next 10 years? Next 10 years. Oh, man, that's a long way away. Um, <laughs> next 10 years, you know, I hope to be um, uh, my own studio mm-hmm. um, and building out great content focused on uh, developing people in, in every way. Uh, I think basketball is the perfect uh, metaphor for life. Just everything that you go through. And it's what's motivated me has been my passion and um you know i didn't i never made, i never played division one basketball i played junior college basketball i never made it to a university level um because i didn't have information and so that's why i started my middle school program that i have now that's developed you know some one nba player and multiple college players it's, they have information yeah. and so my thing is that if i don't have the information then i'm or if i can give out the information and actually get to where they're trying to go. Um, right. I love developing people. And so I hope I create a network that encompasses that where we're just constantly helping people get to where they need to be. Um, basketball being the center of it, but it doesn't have to be all of it. Sure. Yeah. What's, your, what's your advice to parents? You know, you're on the middle school level, which I feel like is still a long way from being a, a pro- professional just because you still got four years of high school. What's your advice to parents that are looking for microwave results? <laughs> Go get a microwave. <laughs> you know, um, the the microwave results um, that there is no microwave. That it comes from being in the gym every single day, working a plan and giving a blueprint. Mm-hmm. And so, what I started as just training, right? It was like I was young on the court and training turned into a an advising and a blueprint to how to become the best you with the game of basketball. And so. I literally have literature on, hey, here's a communication guide. This is how you talk to the coach. This is how you act when you're in the stands. This is how you don't talk to your kid when they trapped in the car on the way home. They don't want to talk about the game. Then to, hey, how to choose a high school. And so um, I'm, I'm actually literally writing a book about it. Mm-hmm. And so about how this process works, uh, just like you had a process to become successful in your career, lawyer, doctor, you had to go to school. This basketball thing is a school, yes. it's an academic thing. Like there, there is a process to this. So 
I try to give them the steps. Here's the overview. We're going to work this one, one month at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get there. So um, the microwave never works. I keep it real. I think that's why people may not like me, but they respect me mm-hmm. at the end of the day because I, I keep it real with them. And I don't, I don't care if they like me. I care, <laughs> that, I care that their kid has the best chance to succeed. Right. Yeah, so like y'all both uh, former, or sorry, our coaches. Um, what would be the best way a former player could say thank you to y'all, like once they move on from you? Come and give, come and give back. Yeah. Come and give back. I think uh, you know my my program's called Court Prep Academy. We we train middle school students, and we've had a lot of great players come through there come back and give back to the kids who look up to you now. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. y'all, you went, walk them same halls, man. You like, you went through the same process. Like just come back and say, what's up. And so we try to keep our alumni engaged. And, you know, we had like, we had some called the core cup at the end of the year, the kids just play five on five, no mm-hmm. rules. We just let a pool. Yeah. Right. And, um, man, Brady Dunlap, who's going to St. John's mm-hmm. played Harvard Westlake. He just came through and played with us. Like he just came and just played in the game and kids were just, Amazed that he was just there. Mm-hmm. That moment is, hey, Brady, say something to the kids. Hey, stay focused, blah, 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 blah. Man, that little bit goes such a yeah. long way because just like you talking to D Wade one day or being around a certain player or that one person said, go to prep school for one year. That's that one thing that you need to get to the next level. So sure. come back and just say hello. Yeah. Like, you just say what's up, too. man. Like, hey, I don't want any. I think what people get caught up on, like, because I'm in middle school, I'm the middle school guy. Right. Right. Even, all, though, you know. even though I, I train with NBA players, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I've, I've been to multiple levels. That's cool. I don't publicize it. That's not me. But I'm in that middle school realm. So they, oh, you're the middle school coach. Yeah. And that's fine. I'll be that. Yeah. But I also know how to get to where y'all want to go. Right. And I know the people who have the resources to help you get there. And so don't pigeonhole me because you're going to come back around and see me. Right. And actually, that happened this year. A parent who, didn't like me for a small reason. It was a miscommunication, right? Nothing had to do with me. Yeah. He comes back around in a setting that is going to be helpful to his son who uh, wants to be a pro. He walks in the gym. Guess who's there to train him? It's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, me, I'm no hard feelings. Yeah. What's up, bro? Everything good? Right. How's your son? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. It's about yeah. the kid, but it's like, man. That's you it. never know. Cool, <laughs> sir. Uh, what's your advice to these kids that play a lot of games, train a lot? Like, how important is rest and recovery? Just as important as playing, right? So as much as you work out, we're just talking about strength training, right? Mm-hmm. As much as you do strength training, you'll have the same amount of rest right. for your muscles to develop. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing with these kids. My advice is always do multi-sports. Mm-hmm. Stop just playing basketball. Yeah, right. Until, I say until high school, at least, yeah. at least, go run track, go play football, go yes. play baseball. Get off them knees and stop getting all that impact on your right. knees and understand what smart training is. Mm-hmm. There's two things I think basketball players have to do every day, regardless of what, what's going on. Ball handling and form shooting. Mm-hmm. You keep to those two things, you could do stationary ball handling. So mm-hmm. you ain't impacting those knees and right. form shooting. So you get, you know, you, you got a strap, you get to that bag. And so those two things are every day, no matter what. But AAU games that mean nothing, stop playing them, please. Stop going to camps that cost you an arm and a leg <laughs> and nothing out of get it. nothing and you're not <laughs> learning anything. You're just playing games. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. play pickup at the park. I'd rather you go play pickup at the park. Go play 21. Like, 
kids don't know how to do that yeah, anymore. Nice. Like, I'm implementing that back into my program. We plan 21 this year. Y'all about to, like, just go hoop and have fun with it. Yeah, right. And so my advice is to listen to the experts mm. and shoot. Hit me up. I'll let you know if a camp is good. Right. I'm, I'm straight. Like, hey, no, you don't go to that camp. That's whack. And I'll tell the person who's running, like, no, we're not going to your camp because you're not teaching basketball. You're just having to play a game and collecting yeah. money. And so if you want to do that, my kid will go for free, but he's only playing one game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. there's no reason for it. So yes. do purposeful, purposeful training. Got it. There you go. I like purposeful training and games. Yeah. Okay. So, um, man, thank you guys for being on the show. So each of you have 24 seconds. You got 24 seconds shot clock. Speak directly into the camera. Let them know what you got going on, how to reach out to you or... Uh, Man, get some. Uh, you sold out right now, but yeah, I know to get that restock. Baby, restock is on right now, but you only got a few days. I'm dropping something this or tomorrow. I'm gonna try to drop something tomorrow. Uh, but they won't know what tomorrow is. This ain't gonna come out. Oh, all right, right. so Thursday. So by time <laughs> we'll y'all get this, get this we should be sold out by time. <laughs> Whenever this come out, I want to sell out in the first week. So uh, you can find me on Instagram, D Right Uno. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, D Right Way One. But all the things I have going on. Uh, Hometown favorites, team, why not? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it right now. I got too much going on. I need to promote, uh, but just keep up with me this year, playing with the Wizards. So uh, hopefully it's a good year. Let the people, any advice for the kids that are trying to get to where you're at? I mean, good, get good grades. Uh, that's the most important. Um, listen to your parents or your guardian, uh, to your coaches. And uh, just stay humble. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, you guys, again for being on the show, man. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.